Hello, dreamers. If you haven't yet, go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at livingthedream506. But most importantly, keep listening and let me know what you think. This episode of Living the Dream is brought to you by AMW Group. AMW has the right tools to help you build your music career one step at a time. Get your song to the audience it deserves with AMW's Spotify playlist promotion service and work with AMW's experts to get your music heard. Check out their services by visiting bit.ly slash livingthedream10 and get a special 10% discount to their music promotion services by using coupon code AMW10. My guest today is a former rock and roll star turned country music superstar. His latest EP, Juliet, named after his daughter, debuted at number one on the Canadian iTunes country charts. And as a diehard Edmonton Oilers fan, it's a good thing his music does better than his sports teams. From rock to country, from west coast to east coast, from Alberta to PEI, here he is, Dan Davidson. Hey, I'm Dan Davidson and I'm living the dream. sets you're on the kitchen stage yeah so I, well I play a songwriter set at 5 and then I play uh, the kitchen stage 7 or 8 30 and then again at 10 45 so I'm kind of before and after Hunter Hayes oh cool so what's the songwriter set what's that entail uh it's just like four right song writers singers and we sit around and tell a story and play a song tell a story play a song and that goes on for about an hour oh yeah <laughs> yeah so is it covers or is it original no it's all material? original stuff and, and kind of like supposed to be the story behind the song and then we kind of play an acoustic version of something so so it's you play by yourself and then the next person goes and does the same essentially yeah do you so jam at all with the, with the other uh, artists once in a while somebody will kind of pipe in and like just kind of play along yeah. but uh i'm sure they will with gordy sampson anyway he's on the, the song right around of me and he's you know he wrote like jesus take the wheel and right. some massive songs so i'm gonna look like a chump compared to that guy <laughs> <laughs> Um, so two sets tonight. Is there a plan? Are the sets going to be similar, or do you have a plan to mix it up a little bit? It's honestly, it's been the bane of my existence lately. I've been trying to uh, mix it up. I have two separate sets for people that catch both sets, but I'm thinking that maybe there's a chance that somebody will either catch one of the others. So it's, it's a conundrum. I've got right. I got some ideas. We got some special stuff planned though to keep everybody happy and drinking. <laughs> right. So so now it's country, but you used to play in the band Tupelo or no, no Tupelo Honey. Sorry. Tupelo Honey. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was a, we did the rock thing for like 13 years, pretty yeah. much, and we had a cool, cool career. Like, we got to open for like Bon Jovi and Metric and Three Days Grace, Thornley and Billy Talent, just like everybody in Canada, for sure, and a few big Americans. And yet we did it all independently, so it was a big learning thing, and uh, it really set me up for this second career. It's kind of rare to have lightning strike twice. Right. I'm pretty happy about it. So, 
started with rock and roll. Mm-hmm. Now you're into the country. So with the two genres, like, do you find that the rock and roll influences the country, or? I think it does in the sense of the live show. Like, we like to put on pretty high energy live show. Lots of, yeah. And if I'm not dying thirsty and sweaty at the end of the show, it's a, it's a failure to me. So it's yeah, it's it's very physical, and it's you know a lot of yelling and getting the crowd into it and right. singing along. And, so that's where I think I pull a lot of the rock influence from and just how we kind of structure the set. But for the most part, you know, when I came into country music, growing up in Alberta, you can't not have it in you a little right. bit. And right. so when I came in, I didn't really have great context. Like I wasn't like Brett Kissel who knew every country song in the world by the time he was seven. Right. So I was just doing what I thought sounded country and it was so bizarre because when I came out, I was like the most country guy on country radio. I was, like, <laughs> I was the only person that had fiddles on, on the radio. And it, yeah. so it's, it's just sort of funny how it all comes together that way. stays in one place too long we all grew up we all move on but coming back feels like it was yesterday yeah we were chasing girls and showing off and spinning tires in parking lots but like that smoke time just rolls away now i'm driving down that old main street suddenly i'm 17 shirts and hands that get down in the dirt when times get tough we roll up our sleeves and we'll all be there side by side up in the stands under the lights cheering for the kids on our home team these are my
So growing up, was it rock and roll was what you were listening to for the most part? Yeah, yeah, like I, I was a big rock guy. Like I always loved my dad's music too, because we'd listen to it on all the long car rides across the prairies, but right. you know, it'd be like Willie Nelson and Blue Rodeo and Lyle Lovett and things like that, but uh, the Eagles, but for me, you know, I was a, when I got into music, I was kind of an angsty kid and just listening to punk rock and metal like everybody. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I went to music school and I met a lot of great musicians and started expanding my horizons. And uh, after the rock and world ended, world ended um, Dallas was one of the guys, we used to tour with Dallas's band a lot, and he gave me a really solid push to, to sort of explore this and this side of my writing. And um, yeah, I don't know what happened, but it just, you know, it felt like I hit the ground at 100 miles an hour. Right. We went. So the band was Tupelo Honey, was that named after the Van Morrison song? Yes, it's like the worst possible band name in the history of the world. We, we, we agreed on it for this one contest we were in. We were a band for a week, and it was supposed to be temporary, but we won this contest, and then we got booked on this show, our first show, for 5,000 people, and then it kind of stuck. Had to keep it. Yeah, that was it. Right. So now, what, what's on the record player for you? Are you a country music listener, rock and roll? Yeah, I'm all over the map. Like, right, yeah, I've been really big into the Morgan Wallen record uh, lately big into pop writers like Julia Michaels I really love um, yeah you know I, I'm big into playlists these days I try, right. I'm trying to really explore and, and find new artists and that's a big way to do it but uh, yeah I, I find that I, I definitely I'm like the most ADD music listener you'll ever hear that's everybody now right yeah. it is the playlist generation yeah Spotify it's kind of cool it makes people care about the songs more than the genres you know? right so that being said with your rock background and country influences and country present do you jump around with genres at all not really like I, I do um, for other people from for me it's all country but mm -hmm. uh, like I just spent two weeks in Europe writing for these Scandinavian pop artists mostly from Denmark uh, and I, I did I've done a lot of pop production and writing here like I've, I've produced some top 40s that were on pop radio in Canada so it's a trend do that to keep kind of creatively balanced yeah I'd like to work with some rock bands and stuff too to see if I could still wear that hat but it's been a while right. just on the production side yeah, yeah. and songwriting just yeah just I like to just keep my fingers and things and right. keep moving so in like five years do you see yourself tackling any other genres I don't know I mean I don't really have the massive burning desire to right yeah I just want to keep really focusing all my efforts into to moving this career forward because it's, it's I've been so lucky the stars have just lined up for me and it's, yeah uh, it would be silly to not capitalize on all this great momentum. Right. So as far as moving forward, do you have a new album in the works right now? I do. I have a whole bunch of new songs. I've written about 50 songs since the tour ended in, in December, so it's I got a lot to choose from. That's the next step, is going through it all with my team and figuring out right. what's the strongest, and, and we'll probably be going with a new one late August. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so I, uh, I also read that you're a hockey fan. I am. From Alberta? Mm-hmm. Who do you... Oh, it has to be, it's sadly the Edmonton Oilers. I was going to say, the Oilers <laughs> fan from Edmonton? Uh, yeah. So yeah. It's diehard, but it's it's definitely hard. <laughs> so to finish up, a um, little advice for the Oilers. What do they got to do to win a cup? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know. There's this there's this theory going around about trading Drysaddle because he, he gets all the Connor McDavid garbage goals. Right. So maybe there's some value there. I don't know. I kind of like him. I don't know what the deal is. They got a new goalie last week, so that's that's something. But they, I think they need a veteran defense. They've been trying the new goalie thing. For every like hundred years, years. Right, exactly. Yeah, what they need is they need a Zidane Chara or like a Eric Carlson or somebody like that on the Someone blue line. Back in, yeah. right? All right. Well, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, take nice care. to meet you. You too.